Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the News Drop episode, long lost but not forgotten. Um, This week has had a lot, or actually today has had a lot of news going on. Uh, So before we get into that, we'll just go ahead and get into the housekeeping. Guys, go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast uh, Facebook, Instagram, or even uh, Apple Cup. Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Now, when you leave a review there, please go ahead. Uh, I don't care what it is. One star, five stars. It doesn't matter. Uh, the better the five stars, awesome. Always, right? In recruiting and in, in rating. It helps me get in front of more people. The algorithm or whatever you want to say puts me up higher. So this way I can actually be seen by more people. So do that. Let me know. DM me. Give me an address. Give me a name. I don't care if it's fake. As long as the address isn't, I will send you a sticker. Um, now let's get into this. Um, breaking news. Well, I'm not really breaking news. We've been expecting it. Uh, our our uh, in-state main guy, uh, Rocco Spindler, decided he was going to go and take his talents to, nor- uh, to North, to Notre Dame, ND. Um I'm glad to see that we didn't kill this kid on this decision. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I think we've grown as a mob, as the silent majority. I think we have really grown in that part, so I'm happy to see that. Um, but I have seen some criticism of the Michigan staff saying that we can't keep in talent, like in state talent, at Michigan. Now, the one thing with this kid, and I'll give an example, right? We can't really blame the Michigan recruiting for that um only because i mean we even have great recruiters i mean we have some of the best i think and i mean when you look at ed warner if if he can't sell a kid you just can't sell a kid and it's not because he doesn't want to come to michigan it's just because his heart like sold somewhere else like he had been a fan for the his whole life of something else or maybe nordame just did a better job in one area of recruiting that sold rocco right and as the example I'll just put it this way. I grew up in Colorado. Now, let's say I was a top-notch, four-star, five-star recruit. Colorado's hardcore coming at me. But I grew up a Michigan Wolverine fan. It doesn't matter to me how hard Colorado comes at me, right? Because if Michigan happens to offer me what I want, and it's between Michigan and Colorado on the two teams that have offered me, I'm going to go to Michigan regardless of what anybody tells me or whatever deals are pre- presented to me or how hard they sell me on Colorado. It doesn't matter because I've been a fan of Notre Dame my whole life, right? Or Michigan is in my example. I just think that's what happens with Rocco. Rocco really just loved Notre Dame. I think he liked the idea that he gets to um, be with the actual student body and whatever stuff that Notre Dame else has to offer. So, sorry. I mean, we lost out on the kid, but if we get Donovan Edwards, I don't think we got really have to worry about anything. We got another kid coming in, or hopefully we get another commitment at the guard tackle who's an offensive uh, NFL, you know, uh, blue blood coming in. So, hey, we tried hard. We didn't get him. God bless you, Rocco, but when we play you, we probably actually we won't play you unless it's in the playoff because I don't think we're going to see you again until 2033 or 35. So we'll never play you again. But on the days if we ever play you, I hope you play like shit. 
No offense, but that's just how it goes. So, you know, yeah, it's sad to lose a fucking beast in Rocco Spindler. That kid, he looks like a brick shithouse the way this kid has been created. I mean, he is going to be an NFL talent. So, yes, it sucks to lose out to Notre Dame. But, whatever. It is what it is. We already have a great offensive line. We've already uh, recruit great offensive linemen coming in. So I don't think we're going to be losing too much in that. So God bless you, Rocco. Let's, you know, let's see what happens in your career. God, I mean, I wish you the best of luck. Now, two, the, um, another thing that I see coming in here is that I see that the B1G commissioner is thinking about postponing uh, fall sports, mainly college football, in the Big Ten until the spring. Uh, not a big fan of that idea, obviously. I mean, if you are any lower-tier program that needs college football to bankroll your seasons or at least, uh, you know, like scholarships or whatever, you're not happy about this decision. I'm not happy about this decision. Uh, many reasons about why I don't like this is because I have my own beliefs in COVID-19. Not that I don't think it's real. Not that I don't think that it's very highly contagious. I just don't think that the end result ruins college football. I just don't. Uh, I, I see how Michigan and other teams are going about this with their testing and everything, and I think we're good enough to play. Uh, I don't like this. I, I'm not a fan of this idea. I think we are basically legislating... Uh, plans and and gain like total uh, viewpoints off of fear and i'm not a fan of that i've never been a fan of that i like to see the demographics i like to see the results i like to see testing i like to see all the the info presented to us so this way we can make educated decisions and educating and doing things that we need to do based off of fear or just infection results compared to death tolls i'm not a big fan of okay i'm just not uh i don't want to hear your opinion i listen if you have real problems i get it this virus is real i'm not screwing with that but these are high level athletes and now if, let's say you have asthma or something be very careful if you need to opt out because that worries you then i get that but anyone else who doesn't have these problems listen i and i know i've said this plenty of times i work on a ramp where i have where the majority of the ramping population is not in shape, and they're definitely not top-level athletes. And we've had over 200, maybe 300 cases of COVID on our ramp, and guess how many have died? Zero. Guess how many people have actually really been affected by this or even noticed that they had it? Uh, two. That was the last time I checked. So let's say over the last month since I haven't checked that, let's say it's up to 10. Out of 300 cases, only 10 people may have truly been affected. That shouldn't, that didn't shut down our ramp. We are still working every day. So these guys are, if we're working every day loading planes, why can't these kids play football? Now listen, I'm not here to argue that. I'm just saying from my own personal experience, I've seen it. I know people who have gotten it, gotten over it, didn't even, and some people didn't even know they had it. I, I don't see why we can't play college football. But that leads me into the next one. Uh, now, uh, James Yoder, I know a lot of you aren't fans of James Yoder. And then there's another, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, Danny Rose, I believe, 
also did similar uh, stories. James Yoder broke it first. Rose came in with a little bit more information. But it looks like that there are a couple teams that are looking to leave the Big Ten just for this one season, just so they can play ball. And I'm a big fan of this, by the way. Um, and those teams would be Penn State, Michigan, Ohio, and Nebraska going to the Big 12 to play college football for the fall. Huge fan of that, by the way, because the Big 12 sucks. So that would be great if we got in there and were able to fucking uh, mix things up because I would imagine the Big 12 championship game would probably be filled with Big 10 talent. Um, Oklahoma's decent, but I don't think Oklahoma can beat or compete with Michigan, (laughs) Ohio, or Penn State. It would be great to see Nebraska play Oklahoma again to relive and revive a a long-lost rivalry that, in my opinion, growing up in Denver, Colorado, Oklahoma-Nebraska rivaled uh, Michigan-Ohio State, Auburn-Alabama, the Army-Navy. Think of all the great rivalries in college football. Nebraska-Oklahoma was one of them. And the true sadness is that Nebraska and Oklahoma haven't played each other in uh, what, close to a decade probably at this point? I haven't done the research, but I'm going to guess a decade. And that's truly sad for true lovers of college football. It's not great, but I would love to see those teams uh, jump ship off of a bad mistake or bad leadership in the big in the B1G because, as we all see, the B1G is it should just be renamed Ohio State uh, Conference. Because they are cracking cheeks with Ryan Day and giving them the sweetest fucking schedule you've ever seen in your life. They're never going to bust Ryan Day and Al Washington for for uh, coaching their kids early. Now, listen, I've heard conflicting reports that because they started, they have a game that starts September third, so they get a couple days early. Whatever, I don't care. They're going to find loopholes to protect their crown jewel, Ohio. <laughs> Whatever. But I do love the fact that these four teams are thinking outside the box so these kids can play. And actually, here's the thing. It's not even so much. If you Okay, take out the fact that I love college football. But let's look at it this way. Let's say you're a kid like Quiddy Pay, right? This is your last chance to get into the NFL. This is your last chance to impress people so you don't end up a 7th round or 6th round draft pick or not even drafted like Lavert Hill who I shocks me he didn't get drafted or a Shea Patterson obviously didn't get drafted. But if you're Quiddy Pay and you have this one season, right, to impress people, you're already the number 1 beast on some other uh whatever, ESPN or NFL, whatever thing, the number one beast in college football or whatever, total athletes, you want this season. You need this season. If you're even middling and you just think you have a chance at the NFL, you need this season to prove yourself so this way you can get in and make your dreams come true. And that's not going to happen. That's horseshit. We need to do everything we can for these kids. They have sacrificed so much for our universities. Just not even that the universities are going to miss out on hundreds of millions of dollars based off of the bowl games, TV contracts, fucking national title chances, whatever it is. But 
just getting them into the NFL. A dream they have had since they were little. And it, let's say Nico Collins. Let's say Nico Collins is a mid-second round draft pick right now. Well, you don't think he's going to have a killer fucking year this year, and he could probably both he could probably shoot or skyrocket up to the first round, and you don't think that's important? I mean, there's plenty of things to be important, uh, things that we need to worry about as a country, but that's one of them we need to fight for, is that these kids play college fucking football. I mean, for the, for the country itself, for people who love it. We've dealt with too much fear so far this year. We need to really have something just to cling on to and enjoy. And you can't do bubbles. Of course you can do certain bubbles. Obviously these kids don't need to be in the general populace when it comes to taking classes. Uh, you can do internet or you can have some liaison bring their homework over. Whatever you can do. But you can make sure these, these kids are separated from all the other kids. They don't need to party. And if they need to party and they don't, they don't value uh, football over partying and the college lifestyle, then let them opt out and let them just live the college lifestyle. Then that's fine. But if these kids really take their lives seriously or take their career seriously, they need to stay in whatever little bubble that each each university creates. And let's face it, we're only playing a Big Ten we're only playing Big Ten conference football games this year. So most of these games you can take by by hopping on a bus and going somewhere. And hell, I work for an airline. I know. I see people board planes every fucking day. And they're wearing masks. They're social distancing. So even boarding planes to say that you can't do that is also horseshit. I see it myself. I see it every fucking day. And you can't complain. You can't argue with me because I've seen it. I've seen it. So if they can do it, why can't, why can't the Big Ten do that? We're not going across the country. We're not doing any of that. We're going from Michigan to Ohio or Michigan to New Jersey or Michigan to Maryland. Big fucking deal. We can do this. This is not a big thing. We shouldn't be so worried over something so ridiculous when it comes to things that we already know what we're doing. It's been proven. This whole country hasn't shut down. We're actually kind of opening up. And the airline industry it has people flying. If normal people could fly and they're not worried about it, then what the fuck are we doing about these top-notch athletes? Irritated. Beyond belief, irritated about that. So we need to play this season. If not, I hope these four teams fucking leave the Big Ten for the fucking season and they go to the Big 12 because I would love to see two Big Ten teams be in the Big 12 championship game after we just run rough shot over the Big 12. I would love to see that. To have a Michigan-Ohio State Big 12 championship game would tickle me. Because then the Big 10 could look and see that they're getting screwed out of a ton of money. And maybe they'll change the way they think about things. And also, I think Michigan would have a much fairer shot at dealing with things in another conference that isn't so heavily just on top of just licking the bunghole of Ohio State. And, of course, I had said state there. I don't know why I hate saying Ohio and state. It's disrespectful to us, but it is. Anyways, moving on. Um, I talked about this before. Um, and now I found, I found a couple articles about 
Michigan actually getting the Navy SEAL and a captain of an ex-Navy SEAL captain coming in and helping the boys learn how to hold each other accountable, teamwork, and how to be leaders. It is a fantastic program. Josh Gaddis has already seen the benefit of it. He's been singing the praises. Now, they broke they broke each, the whole team into different little groups and put a leader in, in front of that, right? Gave a leader a chance to hold this group accountable. Um, then with COVID-19 happening, they went via, you know, like digital or the zoom or whatever, but uh, what all these other team leaders were expected to do were show their workouts on TV, uh, show like take clips, you know, video them working out video, what they eat video of them making their bed, things that hold people accountable, things that the military hold true that pulled people together, that give them a certain uh, measure of discipline that maybe they don't get from the coaches. Because if you're truly going to have a strong team that's going to go into, say, a Minnesota and fight for their lives for a good fucking game, right? If they're going to start winning big games on the road, you can't expect the coaches to be the leaders. You need your field generals. You need those defensive players, those offensive players to stand up and say, what you did was not good enough. You need to give us 110% because those leaders are giving 110%. And it's good to see that Jim Harbaugh actually thought outside the box for once. And, well, he lives outside the box, to be quite honest. But it's good to see that there's actual proof that they're doing this. I love it. I mean, let's be honest. You guys, as a silent majority, the maniac silent majority, need to get out there and start telling people. Because if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know from the, I mean, even earlier, but I know from the Ohio State game on, I have been screaming about Navy SEALs because my son is in the military. He's uh, <laughs> he's top notch. That kid is doing some amazing stuff. And leadership, leadership is key. And I've been screaming about this, about getting a Navy SEAL in there. I may be the first podcast to ever mention this. I know, and listen, I love the podcast and I like the guy, Isaiah Hole. He seems like a very nice kid. He seems to be the first one to uh, bring that out, but I was the first one. Get that out there. Let's start, let's start promoting this podcast, by the way. You know what? I mean, this is a good podcast, guys. You seem to enjoy it. The numbers continue to grow. So tell everyone you know that's a Michigan maniac or just a Michigan fan. Make them maniacs. Make them part of the silent majority. Let's build these numbers so we can no longer be ignored. Uh, that's the last or not even last bit of self-promotion I'll do for tonight. But I'm just telling you, let's do this. Because I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm informed. I see this stuff. I get it. This is we're doing some interesting stuff, and I'm calling this stuff out, and it's happening, guys. You're getting this shit firsthand before anybody else will call it out. Um, I want to see it. I want to see more of the Navy SEAL stuff. I want to see if it actually pays off in this season. That's what we need this season to happen. My God, we need this season to happen. Um, it, let's see, oh, so before we get into, I'm going to finish again on the Ohio State thing, which I love, by the way, but we're going to get into 
One other thing that I really liked seeing is that I see a few players changing their numbers. I know it happens every season, but there are some numbers that I really have enjoyed seeing people change to. One, Vincent Gray never liked the number 41. He went to number four. Number four is kind of magical with with Michigan. I'm good with Harbaugh was number four. Nico Collins was number four. If if he wants if Vincent Gray wants to be number four, if he lives up to that number or who used to be in that number, I'm I greatly I love it. Love it. Um Nico Collins obviously going from four to one. We all know what the number one uh jersey means to a wide receiver at Michigan. Uh, Harbaugh hasn't really per, uh, promoted that, which I've never been a big fan of that part of what Harbaugh's done. Um, but I think the number one needs to have reverence, needs to have an honor to it, and I'm glad Nico's grabbing it. Um, Chris Evans, I don't know why he's going from 12 to 9, but God bless him if he gets out there and he does it. I can't wait to see what that kid can do. And then Giles Jackson. I have never seen... Um, a football player with the, the number zero before, and we have two of them this year, as far as I know. Because so I think Selden did this as well. Um, I love the number zero. I don't know why. I don't. It looks cool on a, a jersey, and I'll be honest. I'm an, I'm an 80s kid, and one of my favorite movies of all time was uh, The Best of Times. It was with Kurt, Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. Fantastic movie. One of my all-time favorites. Look it up if you haven't seen it. You'll love it. But one of the great players on the opposite team of this team are that uh, Kurt Russell and Robin Williams were playing was Johnny L for Bakersfield High School, right? He wore the number zero, and he was a stud. So I love that. Maybe it's just because I grew up thinking that whoever wore number zero was like Johnny L, big-time stud, whatever, but I love this move. Uh, I can't explain it other than that. Now, I want to get into the final part of this, which continues to gain steam. I mean, I've seen this on almost on every publication, ESPN. I had a few, actually, alerts from ESPN about this. But the whole feud growing between uh, Ohio State and Michigan with Ryan Day's comments, I fucking love that that little rat bastard, Ryan Day... <laughs> And the balls. I mean, like I told you in the last episode, this just goes to show you the constant disrespect. Disrespect. They need to put some respect on our names. And actually, be quite honest, we need to put some respect on our names. Because it's ridiculous to think that this arrogant little rat bastard fuckhole can over over the phone. You know he'd be right in Harbaugh's face with his little rat fingers pointing in his face saying this crap. Uh, and I will, I, will re, I will say it again. Um, <laughs> okay, before I get into that, though, the reason why I mentioned that is because I had a silent majority fan, the Michigan Maniac, Brad, buddy, thank you so much, hit me up and said, hey, check your Twitter. <laughs> I go checking my Twitter. I was expecting a Rocco Spindler spin or something was going on but i saw that finally jim harbaugh petty jim finally put up something to get his team motivated for this season and that's another reason why i don't want this season to go to the wayside is because finally finally he is he is 
buying into the hate of this fucking team. I don't know why he wanted to be so classy for so long, but getting everyone just every day when you walk into the fucking weight room just to look at this little plaque, or not even plaque, it's a big sign, and just hate on Ryan Day, that rat bastard, and his stupid bucknut assholes over there in Columbus. Um, and it is, and it's a sign, uh, a big sign, with Ryan Day's stupid face on it. And, <laughs> and the quote is, uh, Michigan better hope that there's a mercy rule because Ohio's going to hang 100 on you, Ryan Day. If that doesn't motivate every player that walks into that weight room to put up one to two or five extra reps every day, and when you, if they don't feel like when the days that they don't feel like running hard or they don't want to put out their arms a little, outstretch their arms a little bit more, I want that to fucking just be burned into their head so they reach a little further, run a little faster, push a little harder, because you need the hate to get past this stupid fucking team. I can't stress enough that this is one of the best moves I've ever seen Petty Jim do. I am all bored on this. I can't wait. I hate them so much. And finally, finally, maybe that prayer I gave to the college football gods that uh, asking <laughs> asking them to help us get a win. I think it's finally coming true. Finally, Petty Jim's showing up. Finally, there's a sign motivating them every day. You got the Navy SEALs. You got the Speed and Space. You've got the new... How about this? How about the uh, Dylan McCaffrey looking like John Wick? Now, if John Wick comes out in quarterback form and starts slashing dudes in this season, then I'm all about Dylan McCaffrey, son. I'm all about that John Wick action. Please start slicing them up. Start slicing up defenses like he did in every movie he's ever been in. That John Wick is a bad motherfucker. Boba Yaga, we better be screaming that every fucking game if Dylan McCaffrey gets in there as the starter. Because John Wick is the head of this football team if he wins out. And I can't wait to see what we do. This is going to be the season, man. And I we can't let this happen. We can't. I just, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do if we don't have this season. I'm going to be devastated by it. Because there's so much positive steam going forward with this. I cannot wait to see this. I want to pound Ohio State. I want to see if this Navy SEAL and his and his tutelage actually pays off. And then you add the Navy SEAL with what Ryan Day said, with Petty Jim being there, and the true offense that we have going on right now and then John Wick coming into this motherfucker if we get John Wick out of Dylan McCaffrey we are going to kill it and I don't care fuck what be Joe Milton be John Wick I don't give a shit who the fuck it is just slice up them defenses son I can't wait to see this shit like we have to have the season play out I I uh... I'm desperate for the season to play out guys because there's so much positive happening right now I can't wait so this is the news drop. Now, obviously, it probably went a little bit longer than I thought a news drop should go. <laughs> Just because you're going to hang a hundred on us? The dis-fucking-respect. Now, listen, we didn't do anything in making them not think that. We gave them plenty of reason to think they can just slap us around and look at us like we're a bunch of 
pussies. Absolutely we did that. We're taking off shoes in games. Like we're doing a bunch of pussy ass shit. Not anymore. I hope I hope right now with this perfect storm of stuff that's going on that we change the we just change everything. We change our stars. If you've ever seen uh um Knight's Tale, right? You can change your stars. You can change what's what's been set for you. And we'd set the bad path. We can we can change that shit now. I'm telling you, man, we need to do this. I can't wait for the season to play out. I pray every day to real Jesus and I pray to all the fake football gods that this season happens. Um guys, this is a great episode. I hope like I said, silent majority. Just tell everyone you know about this podcast. Let them know. Hit them up. Force them to listen to it if you have to. Just annoy them so much that they have to at least listen to me. Because I'm telling you, once you listen to this podcast, you fall in love with it. And you all know that because you're the silent majority. You are a maniac. You love this podcast and it shows. The numbers truly show that. You guys are doing fantastic, but let's grow it more. Let's just become the greatest podcast that this that this football team has, has ever been uh, like talked about. You know what I mean? Like whatever's been represented by. Um, man, this, I I can't. I this the season has to happen. I am. I'll be flummoxed if this doesn't. I'll be just so sad. But guys, listen. Get out there. Talk us up. And just hope, all of us hope and pray that this season happens. Because I'm telling you, October 24th, we will not lose to Ohio State. This, I mean, because if we do, we might as well just pack up. We should might as well just leave the Big 12, I mean the Big 10, and go to the Big 12. Because if we can't beat them now with everything they've given us to beat them with. And we're not, we're not, it's not, it's not like we're Rutgers hoping to beat Ohio State. I mean, we're, we are recruiting at top-notch levels. So we have no excuse. We play them tough except for four plays every game, and those four plays end up blowing us out. And then we hang our head and we act like a bunch of sad little girls who don't know. And that's even an, in, that's even an insult to women because women are much more mentally strong than we are as men. So women wouldn't deal with this fucking bullshit. I'll tell you that right now. We, if we can't do it now, we can never do it. And I, I, I can't give up on this team. I can't say that we won't win. I know a lot of podcasts have done that and said, "No, well, I'm, I'll wait and see what happens." I'm calling it October twenty fourth. We're winning, and we're going to fucking hit them hard, and we're going to be impressive, and we're going to do everything we need to do to change the fucking stars of this football team. You understand? We're going to do it. This is what we, this is, I mean, you can't get any more perfect timing. No one's going to be in the fucking horseshoe. So you can't say you were intimidated by the crowd. Brian Day gave perfect, I mean, almost just totally insulting billboard material. We have talent. We've got everything going for us right now. We need to just do it, guys. So, guys, once again, um, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.